0: On time, pad time, baby. On time, claim based on latest arrival
3: time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19, 2023 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at 999 each month. Starting three months from initial
1: enrollment. Seabird.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum apply. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day, depending where you are. Um, yes, three seasons in. Oh, where you are. I don't know what is um, happening here. Death is yes, I do know what's happening here. I did say to Jack, who's we'll joining me in a minute, it's going to be a bad show this. <laughs> I've already got things up. But, hey, is it time? Is it third season syndrome? Has he run out of ideas? What is going on? I, I've backed him as far as I can, but to be totally honest with you, i'm running out of ideas as to why he should stay do you think he should do you think he should go let us know this is left until i die tv it's a brendan special strap yourself in because we're set up switched on and ready to go you are watching and listening to Chris <laughs> and Lester to like Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now,
2: here's your host. Hi Chris.
1: Why? We'll cut that bit out. It's not live. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. Um, why am I so happy? Why am I so happy? We are in the bottom three. It is relegation time. Or is it? Are we being too soon? Are we panicking after only three games? Look at Arsenal last season. Three games, no points. Qualified for the Europa League. (sighs) The thing is with me, and I know people are going to say, oh, you know, he sounded like Arsenal fans, etc. Arsenal are getting better. (laughs) They've come from that position. And from a couple of seasons ago, they are actually improving. We're not. Actually, we're going the other way. And I I I'm asking the question now, is it time for Brendan to go? Thank you if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you so very much. This is where you can find us. Watch
2: us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast. Leicester
1: till I die. Broadcasting
0: live worldwide.
1: And we'll bring Jack in. Good afternoon, Jack.
0: Or afternoon. is it good?
1: Or is it bad? Is it awful? Is it terrible? No,
0: nah, just keep it afternoon. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, now Jack is from the Final Whistle, uh fellow Leicester channel. The link for the um YouTube is in the description below on the, the YouTube channel, but just give a shout out as to where people can find you, mate
0: um people can find us at the tf whistle underscore on uh twitter uh followers at instagram at the official underscore the final whistle underscore go over to youtube followers in the description at the final whistle um i'm a leicester play based platform We obviously do all things leicester city it's good bad we'll still back the club um Obviously, we do the Premier League predictions, the match previews, match day blogs and all that. So go and check all that out and subscribe to the channel and you won't be disappointed. Get over there and
1: give him your support, guys. It's uh, it's a quite a new channel, so let's get him let's get him up and running and give him that support. Uh, we are doing later on some five minute slots if you want to pop on. Mike's already asked if he can come on later, so it'd be okay to so just pop in on, giving us your thoughts and then popping off again so we'll be doing that later get your name down and remind me and i will add you to the list so a few uh, a few hellos before we start Delboy, boy gonna tv are you doing with brendan all i'll say is if you want to get rid of Arteta, we'll take them off your hands <laughs> hi james how are you welcome along ren is in the chat good evening i am well hope you are too he's already named naming his colors to the mask he's rogers out um and he says hello to Jack as well. Um David says hello, Chris. Last year Fafana was injured despite his new contract. He can't gather his few thoughts to play. Oops, um to, to, to play this year. Can't blame it all on Brendan. The few players showed internal bottle yesterday. Paul's in, good evening. Um Terry, hi Chris, hi Jack, glad to see you in here. Hope Haley, all good. Um, I presume that's your your better half. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hello, Haley. <laughs> that was a great performance from Leeds. I wish we could show some of that uh, passion that they did. I actually, I tell you what, I, I woke up very late and I, I put, went onto the computer hoping I could see things saying Brendan's been sacked. I've not actually, <laughs> yet, actually yet seen any football results Leeds Leeds 3 Chelsea nil what the f- I got Leeds 20th but <laughs> I know I mean this this is it exactly but what I want to do we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later because yes it that is the sort of bottle and performance that we should be showing and when you've got uh the Ted Lasso of the Premier League coming over and showing us how it's done it's a bit embarrassing when we are supposed to have this amazingly um good coach but jack can i take you back in time this is where it all goes like that but do you, do you remember the 25th of october 2019 yes do you know what you were doing
0: probably at a leicester game
1: well you probably possibly were but you weren't actually at leicester if you were you were actually on the south coast not far from me in southampton yeah because we went and played the southampton team on what was a very very wet friday evening in front of the sky cameras 9-0 we win. scored nine goals right we, we nine-nil won 9-0 and we thought wow this is the start and we went on from that and we finished fifth and then we finished yep. again um we got into europe for two seasons running which we um you know it's something for leicester uh we won an fa cup we won the english super cup stroke community shield um uh, all in the space of what three three seasons but let me just read that leicester team out to you this was the starting team all right michael was in goal across the back we had um Chilwell, Soyuncu, Evans, Piera. Indeed, he was in midfield. Barnes, Madison, Tillemans, Perez, and Vardy up front. So out of that team, obviously, Soyuncu, well, he's on the bench. Uh, Evans started yesterday. Indeed, he did. Vardy, Barnes, Madison, and Perez all started. And Tillemans came on. Um, And actually, on the bench, although not coming on, we had Danny Ward, Uh, and Dennis Pratt and James Justin. Now, that's a team that goes out and wins 9-0 against the club we played. What the hell has gone wrong? Because it's virtually, I mean, it's seven out of 11, the same team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Time's moved on pretty fast, hasn't it, as a Leicester fan? Um, We've been through a lot since then. Um, Obviously, the FA Cup win... Uh, the Community Shield win. Brendan's called us overachievers in that time, uh, which, you can't be overachievers if you've gone and won the FA Cup, you know, at the end of the day. An overachiever is somebody who comes up from the championship, goes and wins the Premier League, who then is expected to then should have gone back down, do you get what I mean? Um yeah. But, yeah, like you say, Perez were in there. That was the one where Ryan Bertrand got sent off. I think Vestergaard started that game as well. So Well, that was going to be my next point. We scored 9-0 and then this great tactical
1: manager that we've got, an amazing coach, goes out and buys two of the defenders.
0: Bertrand,
1: <laughs> Bertrand, <laughs> Bertrand I can kind of forgive because he, he probably saw what was coming and thought, I'm not standing for this, I want a hot bath. And got himself yeah. sent off after uh, after nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it it does look like, yeah, you know, you don't go and beat a team 9-0 and then go and buy two of those defenders. Sure. Well, we do, no, you don't. you know, But, you know, Brendan does. I mean, you made you made the point there. and I, I, Brendan, I, I do. I've, I, I've backed him. I've backed him as long as I can, to be honest with you. But yeah. I just think now I just don't get some of his decisions but I also think he's trying to cover his own back here. You know, he's calling us overachievers. I mean, that, that, how's that going to make the team feel?
0: Well, don't give you no confidence, does it? Exactly. Thinking that you've overachieved?
1: Yeah. If my if my if my manager was, doing, I, I've been in sales all my life. I've been a manager in sales. I've been an area manager, and I would never go to my team and go, "Well done, you lot," but you know what? You've overachieved. Yeah. That absolutely kills it dead. <laughs> from the word go. And then you're looking at excuses of his making. It was too hot against Brentford. Now, you know, we've got five subs, we made one. Okay, that, that's history. He then claims against Arsenal that we were too inex- inexperienced. And we just played now the youngest squad in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah since 2017 on average age. So, you know, the average age on like 23 years. So uh, an inexperienced young team has just beaten us. And there's it... somebody a lot more better than me once. <laughs> you don't win anything with kids, do you?
0: Not really. Um, I think with Brendan, he he down-toes the club on what they've achieved and what they've done, Chris, to be honest. I mean, two top five finishes, um, FA Cup win, Community Shield win. We've earned that. We've worked damn hard to get there as a team. And Brendan Rodgers is always down, in us as a football club and knocking it down as us. You know, what kind of confidence does that give the players to think, you know what, All oh, you've ever achieved, you've done this, you've done that. You know, mm. you've not overachieved. you worked your arse off for it. You've, You've got it because you deserved it. And, you know, when you're in a work of football, you want to be the best of your ability and you, you work hard as a team to produce the goods. And Leicester did that with Brendan Rodgers. He's always down-talling us and that. And in a fan's mind, it's just like, how can you down-tall a team that you know's capable and good enough to take that one step up? And as manager, surely it's his
1: job to motivate these players. and He's doing completely the opposite. Um, you know, he's he's more, he sounds like a manager. Yeah. That, well, we are fighting the relegation battle. I'm going to say he sounds like a manager in the relegation zone. That, you know, when they come out and they say, don't worry, we'll, we'll be back next week. We're going to fight next week. We know what we're doing. And they say the same every week. That is Brendan at the moment.
0: In football, it's the here and now that matters. It's not about in a week's time or what happened last week. It's the game that you play on that day that matters the most. Um, It's about how you change it from the week before and make things better. Brendan just uses a lot of excuses, Chris. You know, you've seen it in interviews, the way he goes about things when they ask him questions. is always, oh, no, that didn't happen, this didn't happen, oh, but... And then he goes on about the fans. Oh, we have to be patient. We have to do this. We have to do that. At the end of the day, Brendan, the fans pay damn hard good money to go and watch a team and expect a good performance. not something that you feels right enough because you're on thousands of pounds a week and you're the four or five highest-paid manager in the league. do mm. to- not totally. acceptable. 10
1: million a year he's on. He's, he's got to start mm. earning his money. Of course um, he has. And it, you know, at the moment, he's not. Um, you know, when you hear Klopp saying, you know, um, the the grass was too dry after they actually there was a picture of them. Uh, the, who did they lose? Fulham wasn't it? I think? Fulham, yeah. Fulham were well, well, two, two. before the game. But you know, with somebody like Klopp, he you know he he backs up what he says because you know yes yeah. you know okay they've only won the league once but they're consistently at the top. Now I'm not asking. Leicester to be top four. Well, I would no. like them to be top four, obviously, but yep. it's not going to happen. You've got the top six clubs. We're not in that sort of market. Um, no. And somebody just said then, should Top be taking more of the blame? Has Top got the balls to run the club? Oh, I think, yes, he has, because he was the one that brought Brendan here.
0: He did. That was the honest, manager he wanted, yeah.
1: That, you know, that was a big... Called to go out and get Brendan, spend a lot of money on him, and to a point it worked. But I just wonder has he has he gone as far as he can? I mean, I think you were said pipes Pipe were saying yesterday on Radio Leicester that he um had came here for the project. Yeah, and I have been saying he's great. You know, bring the youth through, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But You've also got to be in a position where you, you know, you're at least mid table, I would say. While you're doing that,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, Brendan claims it was a project when he came here. Top obviously brought Brendan in because he thought Brendan could take Leicester places and bring that success to the football club. Um, top doesn't want to hear all these excuses and that. I mean. Is top sitting there thinking at this minute in time, why should I give him the money when he's wasted it all on Ryan Bennett and Cengiz Under and players like that, Vestergaard and that. Why should I trust a man who's not bringing in the right players for the football club when I could maybe get to somebody else who could actually do so? Maybe Rookin's to blame for the wage situation and all that. But then Lee Congerton's the one who goes out and got them players. You know what I mean? Him and Brendan have fought... Got this list together. They brought in the players. Vestergaard, he's obviously a waste of time, isn't he? £15 million. We could have paid 30 the season before. Um, we've yeah. got a lucky escape there. Um, but then you brought in Bertrand, eighty grand a week. Um, he came here for the money because Arsenal won't pay him what we would. So, it just proves how money-driven he is. But I think top wants success, but Brendan Rodgers is too busy being in denial about things he's not. Getting straight to it, he's trying to hide the facts. I feel yeah. Brendan's annoyed, Chris, to be honest, with this transfer scenario. He wanted this big rebuild, what he got offered. He's annoyed with it now, thinking, oh, well, they've not gave it me. He went on holiday and said, oh, I've got all these players once come to Leicester. Got back to England, oh, no, you're not coming. I think he's annoyed, but is he playing for the sack, what people are trying to claim that he is? Who knows? But yeah, I, it's not going right for him at this minute in time, and keep you know, down in mean, the classic. club all the time. It's disrespectful. That's it. It is totally, and that is a good point
1: you make there. Um, and I'm, I am wondering, like you know, we have been held up as this amazing example of how a club should be run. Yeah, we've got. People, I'm going to come to people's comments in a minute. I'm, I'm not ignoring you, but I'm just going to have a gap, and we'll go through them. But yeah, so we've been held up as this, say. Great, look at these fantastic owners they've got. And they are. I am not blaming the owners at all. Top no. has got the King power company to run, and he has people in place to do it when he's not, not there. Their main business is the tourism uh, and hotel business. It it's been hit so hard with COVID. So, you know, I was saying way before the transfer window, are oh, we going to have the money because of that? So surely there's a little bit of Brendan that's thought, but um, but should like I say, should Top have come out or um, uh, see Susan Wheelan come out and told him and said, you know, earlier that this is going to be the position. So are I mean, we saw how they were after the FA Cup, Top and Brendan, you know, everything. But are they being fair to Brendan? Are they hanging him
0: out a little bit to dry? I feel that this transfer scenario situation, if you're offering him a big rebuild, then it's not going to happen. The club should have had that respect enough to come out and say, you know what, Brendan, it's not happening. They should have come out public and say, it's not happening, Brendan, this ain't happening. You're not going to get these players in, spend this amount of money. They should have that respect for him to go and do so. But I can understand Brendan's frustration uh, because Celtic did the same thing to him when he was there. They was, uh, I think it was the season he left. They didn't buy players. They wanted to renovate everything around the surrounding areas of the ground. And Brendan got annoyed there. Maybe that's why he came to Leicester in the end, because he thought, it's a new project, I'll get the money to spend. Maybe now he's thinking, you know what, why am I actually here? Am I actually good enough to stay here and carry this on? Or is this project now not for me because I've not got the money to spend? when I want the money to spend to build this squad. But maybe he wasted a lot last summer and that's probably why. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll come on to some of
1: those boys, definitely. But, I mean... How can can I put this? I mean, he was asked a question by um, a journalist about new players coming in. And he made the comment, we've got to sell before we can buy. Now he might as well have put a sign up for me outside the KP saying fire sale. <laughs> come, and get, come and get who you want.
0: Concourse but sale.
1: That's <laughs> where I felt that the likes of Susan Wheeler and Top dropped him in it. Because he said in his in his conference this week, I only deal with the football. I only yeah. deal with the football side. So he shouldn't really have answered that question, but he was probably caught off guard. Where's yeah. the tech officer? And i did check we do have one we do have a press officer that is no. next to them at, at, at the conferences why aren't they organizing for susan or top or whoever to come out and say um look guys this is how it's going to be we know we're not in financial trouble we're not no. going to get home but we have just got to realign where the club is and everybody would have understood it yeah. but the way that Brendan was dropped in it. So, like I say, is Brendan getting the support that he should be getting from, from, from the people above
0: him? I don't think that he is. Maybe the board of to take a little blame in how they've dealt with things, Chris, this transfer window in this summer. Obviously, Rob Dorset brought out a big, massive report on Sky Sports yeah. about what he thinks hap- happening at Leicester. But I feel before a... He expansion of the stadium you've got to sort out what's happening on the field first because that's what matters and that's what brings you in the money and mm. all that and where you want to be as a football club and expansion can be there in years to come do you know what I mean that will stay forever but with yes. players they're not you've got to be able to sort that out first before every other part of the business obviously King Power you know it's a duty free company we was hit massively hard um, more than any other club and um, but maybe topping, yeah, Susan Wheeler should have come out and said, you know what, Brendan, this ain't happening this summer. Um, we can't afford what you want this big re. But they should never have mentioned this big rebuild, Chris, if it were never going to happen. No, no. And I think Brendan maybe used that as an excuse in the press conference
1: to get back out of the forest. And, and obviously, we as fans sort kind of jumped onto that. Are we building Brendan up? Everybody says, oh, what an amazing coach he is, you know, and how, you know, good, et cetera. Um, yeah. he, the only thing he's won in England is an FA Cup and a community shield. And that was at Leicester, fair enough. But what he did in Scotland, yeah. the only two teams really at the moment that are going to win anything in Scotland. That's Celtic and Rangers. Whilst he was there, Rangers, apart from that last season, were not even in the Premier League. They'd been dumped down to the bottom league and had to fight their way back up. You and me could have gone to that Celtic side exactly. and got them to win everything because there's no bloody competition. So, is he as good as
0: Brendan maybe thinks he is or even or even we think he is? I think with Brendan, he's he gets our tactics a lot. He, he, he undermines quite a lot of these managers to think, you know what, oh, I've got one over on you sort of thing. I think with Brendan, they claim he's this elite manager. He's fourth highest paid in the Premier League for what he does. Um, but to get that sort of money in football, Chris, you've got to be able to have two plans and you know how to sort things when things go wrong. Brendan has, like I call him, a one-plan man. He does one plan, and when he gets stuck, he'll stick with it because he hasn't got nothing else to fall back on. And he is a stubborn bloke, for sure. God, Um, yeah. And he just doesn't realise it. It's like, you can't tell me what to do. You don't run this club. I'm the manager. These are decisions I'm making. You're sticking by them. You're going to pay and watch what I'm putting on that field, and you're going to do nothing about it. And I think that's the way he's approached it, Chris, to be honest. and. Elite managers are like Guardiola and that, aren't they? They'll know how to get out of holes and make things better he's and improve the squad. And that he by, doesn't, he's out thought
1: by Arteta, yeah, who's only been a manager a few seasons. He's out thought by Gerard, who hasn't mm-hmm. been a manager that long last season. He's out, I mean, Ralph Houthan came out and said, I knew we could get back into this game. <laughs> now, you know, this is a guy who's, lo- who's lost within the last three seasons, two games, 9-0 to different teams. Yep. And yet, that there, like you said, probably having watched the Brentford game, thinking, yeah, I know what to do here. Yep. And Brendan, I, I'm going to go through some notes while I just gather my thoughts. Let's just see what um, people are saying. Uh, um, Leeds top four, well, they probably deserve to be, got to be honest with you. Uh, James, uh, Everton fans says Chelsea were like us uh two plus and clueless up front when you say us you could mean everton or leicester to be honest with you oh. <laughs> um james as for leicester great free kick from madison but he completely out southampton back into the game and got punished for it Defensive errors again that's always been rogers issues um i think so you should start over a marty 100 100 andy welcome along unfortunately rogers has got to go He's not happy that he can't sign and that filter negatively onto the pitch. Yes, we need to sell to buy, but closing the gates to sell players won't get him what he wants. Um, Rennie, why is everybody blaming top? I don't think they are, in fairness. No, they're not. No. Mike, um, Leicester are not a big club. We're not. That's the thing. We're not. We're not a top
0: know. six club, what people yeah. make out
1: to be. Yeah. But for the leader, aka okay, Brendan, to come out and basically demotivate the players and basically call it in his squad. Exactly, Mike. Exactly. Um, Man City are winning. Uh, David uh, says here For me, Brendan, team choices has been his problem. Why are Martin not catch? Why Perez and not Pratt or Nacho to start? Why bring in Yuri and not Pratt? Never mind. There's, there's there's about ten of my questions all gone there in one go. David, <laughs> Rene says if Fudge is not going to start, yeah, it's not going to start. I'm going to watch under twenty-one. <laughs> Sherry, good afternoon to you. I was there yesterday. I definitely got a sense of all is not well behind the scenes. Tell you what, I was watching. I live on the south coast, and and uh, I'm not working anymore. So I I used to, my last season ticket was the greatest gate year, and I thought, oh, I can't afford it. I won't have one next year. Of course, they went on and won the bloody thing, didn't they? But, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can thank me for giving up my season ticket. That's awesome. <laughs> but I can't afford it now, anyway. It's a seven hour, eight hour return journey. But I was watching it on on, on something I maybe shouldn't have been. But I was watching it yesterday and it, and it showed top. And this was before the game had kicked off. It showed top. And he was sat there. Woodkin was next to him. Neither were talking. And he looked like he was chewing a wasp stop. He did not look happy, and we hadn't even kicked a ball. So, again, I mean, yes, I think there is something going on behind the scenes. Would you say so, Jack?
0: I reckon things have gone sour between the manager and the board. I reckon that Brendan, in his press conferences, he doesn't want to slag the board off, but he's using different words in disrespecting them, it. it, he's yeah. be, People are picking up on it. But he's not directly sitting there blaming them. But he is. He's blaming them for everything that's happened, this transfer window and that. Um, I feel with Brendan, he's trying to find excuses to cover his own back. He's, he knows his tactics are crap. He knows his team selections are not what they should be. He's not bringing players out of the team who are not good enough. He's keeping them in there and thinking, oh, like You know, last season he didn't really have his greatest of the season. Arsenal have been linked. He's obviously maybe agreed personal terms with them, which maybe that's another thing to talk about. Um, but, you know, you're playing players who don't want to be at the football club. Like for Forna, first two games of the season, Chelsea have come in. Don't, you know, Leicester rejected bid. For Forna threw for his dummies out of the pram. I'm not playing for the football club. Tillemans, well, Arsenal are still interested in him. He knows that. Mate, he His mind isn't at Leicester City, but he's been professional enough to do his everyday thing that he should be doing because that's what a professional footballer should be doing. Um, but like Arsenal, so I think in some words, Brendan's blaming the board. I think that there was a thing between Rukin and Brendan that apparently they fell out. Maybe that's true. Who knows how much we read into that. Um, but like I say, Chris, a lot's happened behind the scenes, I think, and I think that's why Schmeichel left as well. It does make you wonder now, doesn't it? It does about Casper
1: um, yeah. Jack. Uh, sorry Andy's first one. he said you're missing a massive fact in why we don't have money right now I think we did actually cover that um, Rene Jack is a better manager than Rodgers um, <laughs> you, you'd do it for nine and a half million wouldn't you you, t- you take a little bit of a pay cut on Brendan um, I don't know if the win <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy Lester taking out a loan backed against Prem claimants for the stadium expansion planning was hoped to be green lighted by now but it's been pushed back for various reasons shitty yep. council I think you mean there that money is being paid back without it being spent for its original purpose that has really done us over because it's not been signed off that's not helped certainly it's not helped yeah, exactly. Paul welcome along Think think we'd all accepted that Chris if that the club had come out and explained, we've all got this rebuild in our head and now it's not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it should have. It, it would have been cut off. It would have been cut off before it was even started. Because Brendan coming out and saying, we need to sell. And Chelsea are going, oh, why not we fancy Fafana? Newcastle are going, oh, we fancy Madison, you know. <laughs> um, it, yes, we, you know, we've got to sell, but we've got to sell the likes of Hamza and, and people like Best that.
0: That's to go on that, yep.
1: yeah. Terry says, I can't prove it, but if you cross Rogers, I wonder if he holds goodies and does it play players out of spite? I've Look, been saying that a lot. Yeah, um, think that surprises me anymore. more, IG, IG Cags. He's got his favourites and he's stubborn. And put those two together, I said, after Brentford, you cannot play a Marty. And in, in hit that position in defence. He needs to be on the right side. Yep. he you just play well in the back three, anyway. But we then played the same against Arsenal. We then played the same against. We still got him now. No disrespect to Marty. Um, I I had him as my most improved player last season, probably because he actually got the game time. Yeah. But um when we can see that as fans. As a manager, and like I say, I've been a manager, and I'm sure there's people out there that have been manager. Oh, James has got to go. Cheers for coming on, James. Take care, buddy. All the best. Um, as a manager, you cannot put your personal feelings in the way of the job, whatever no. job that is, you know. When I was managing a sales team, if I had a fallout with my best salesperson, and it happens, you have differences of agreement, you take them to one side, you you, you have a talk through them. You don't necessarily have to agree 100%, but you respect each other's opinion and to worry whatever. And then you come out and you get on with the job. Now, I don't then take him off the, the big accounts that he's servicing and put him onto baby accounts just because we've fallen out because he's no. my best salesperson. I'm cutting my nose off. And then so many people are saying, is and you just said, is he playing to be sacked by not picking these players? Pratt, I love Pratt as a player. And, and he has come out and said, do you know what? I want to stop at Leicester. I want to fight for my place. I had a word with Brendan. Did we see him against Brentford? No. Did we see him against Arsenal? Well, for 30-odd minutes, which I think was like throwing him under the bus in that game, because he could do I said, well, he came on, didn't do anything. Did we see him against... Um, uh, Southampton yesterday? No. no. what we did see was an out-of-form Tillemans who was completely shit in the game that he played against Arsenal, which was yep. potentially his new employees. Bringing him up, what does that say to Pratt? Uh,
0: with Dennis Pratt, yeah, I know there's been a lot with Brendan Rodgers. He has fell out with Brendan Rodgers, but that's down to Brendan's stubbornness and that, and the way he's treated him. Um, I spoke to Dennis Pratt in Leuven on a one-to-one chat He said he wants to stay At the football club He he obviously wants to be At a football club Where he plays Chris He told me Um He said Not in so many words About him and Brendan But they're in You could read along the lines They fell yeah. out Sionchu I feel the same's happened With Cags Cags wanted out last summer Um His agent was looking For him a move Cags said You know what I want a new challenge Brendan Rodgers is like Well you're not You're staying So maybe he's kept Cags At his own will and then maybe they've had a disagreement about it. And then Kags said, well, you know what? Well, I ain't, I want to actually play football in Brendan's. Well. well, you're not going to play for this club again, then, are you? Maybe teams don't want to put that money in because Leicester want too much. Um, but I do feel Brendan is treating Cags very like Dennis Pratt. You're not going to play for the football club unless... Something like we're losing, or something like that, Do you know what I mean, to make them look bad in like the media and that. But yeah, yeah Tillemans, like I say, he were crap against Arsenal, no shadow of that. He thought he put the best performance single in of the season, but he didn't. Um, should he have played yesterday? I don't think so at all. I'd have played what I say to fans is Chris, you want players who are going to commit to the club, be 100% with the club, who want to actually play for this football club, Dennis Pratt. Jamie Vardy, Harvey Barnes, Keenan Dewsbury Hall, Wilfried Ndede, them sort of players you want at this football club because they want to play here. Not players who who are looking elsewhere and think they're bigger than the club like Fafana. And do you know who I would add to that list? And I've started this season
1: and I said, right, I'm going to forget all what I've said about any players. It's a clean sheet. It's a clean season. Let's see how they go on and perform.
0: Yeah,
1: Perez. Now, when I picked Mm. to play yesterday, I put Perez in, not yesterday, on on Thursday, I was on a Southampton show and I put Perez in because he likes to play Southampton, let's be honest with you. He takes a lot of stick. Do you know what? He puts a hell of a lot of effort in when he's on the pitch. Yeah. He doesn't just stand. Vardy had 11 touches. I know, I'm not blaming Vardy because he maybe (laughs) never saw the ball, but...
0: No service.
1: You know, no service, but it's always Jamie Vardy, you know, we've got to stick by him. But Perez puts in so much work. And I appreciate that. And I kept him on yesterday. Um, and I know we joke about Vestergaard. And he came yeah. in during a bad time. Because let's face it, the defence was all over the place last season. Yeah, uh, it was. But... I Again, he's had the chance to go. And he says he doesn't want to go. So... Now that could be the fact that he's on a lot of money, but Fulham aren't. Yeah. At four. I'm sure Fulham could have um, done something about his wages. That's uh, what
0: the issue is.
1: Yeah, but at least, you know if he does, if he wants to stay and fight for his place again, because he was a regular at Southampton, at least he wants to stay. It's more than for Farner does.
0: I I agree. You know, you want players who to come out and say, "I want to play for this football club. I want the chance to play regularly." Best of God. The Danish national team have said to him, if you're not going to play, you're going to be dropped in the World Cup. You ain't, you ain't going to play for the country. Um you want committed players, Chris. Um Tillemans and Fafana. Obviously, their minds in a move. Fafana's obviously gone the way wrong way about it. You know, he thinks he's bigger than football club. He ain't, I'll put him to that straight. Um, no player yeah. is bigger than this, than the badge what's on the shirt and that and the old football club you come here to play you've signed a five-year contract for fauna for god's sake you know Leicester yeah. have a massive stance on where you want to play lester can reject anything because you signed a five-year contract about in march time you know you've got he's showing disrespect towards the club he's been intent in everything he's doing he's childish it's embarrassing and it's not on I feel with Fofana, I don't want to see him play for this club again because I don't want players like that. It's a football club. He did it to St Etienne yeah. He threw it in their face. And I don't want I don't want little players like that or a football club who think they're bigger than what they are. And mm. Because Leicester, let's put it f- fact here, Chris, he was injured. He got injured against um, that Spanish team in pre-season. Who were yeah. the ones who picked him up, Chris, and sorted him all out? It was Leicester City, wasn't it? They were for ten, 10 bloody months. Well, there you go. that's sorted him out.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I think he signed a new contract for money. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, at that point he wasn't playing, so he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll sign that. Thank you very
1: much. I mean, for me, I'd actually drop him to the under twenty ones. I and would. Chance up of playing in the World Cup. Let's <laughs> yeah. see how he feels. I was like, let's just go through. And um, I'm a great one for stats. Uh, if yeah, you warm. Want to carry, I completely agree with you there. I thought Perez did well yesterday. He, I he did 100%. It doesn't always come off. But again. Might
0: not be no, it everyone's after. ideal player, but he, do, he does put in a shift.
1: Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I just want to go through some slides I, I hastily put together. So bear with me, uh, Say, it's all gone wrong at the moment. I did a poll straight after um, the match yesterday. Does Rodgers go now? Now, all right, it was a snapshot when we all just come off that defeat but two-thirds of the fans i feel like i'm, I'm selling cat food here Who <laughs> 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 but two out of every three leicester city fans who expressed an opinion uh said that they wanted him to go and that kind of well that, to me that says it all do you know what I mean that, and that's getting big and I did when we did the post-match show uh, which we did sort of after that two hours later and I thought we might have calmed down and we didn't yeah. um, we um, it got even like it was something like it got 78% wanted him out so um, oh well, I, I have lost this slide that I was going to oh no I have lost the slide I was going to show it's not come on for some reason but on the, this is Rob Tanner uh and it, actually Rob Tanner's coming on the channel a week on Monday so that's going to be a very good uh chat because he was the one at the athletic who uh broke the news about Fafana saying he didn't want to play but what he said on his um and if you do if you don't subscribe to the athletic it's a great read it's only a pound a month for six months if you sign up then it's eight quid a month but forget it those six months um, three years seems to be his limit wherever he's been. This is the biggest test of his career. Now, that was Rob Tanner talking about Brendan. And I've heard a lot about this three years from like Liverpool uh, oh. fans. And I said, yeah, let's have a look. Let's give him a chance. Maybe he's not had the chance, et um, And But, it's, you know, you've got Rob Tanner saying it.
0: The fans don't have confidence in Brendan Rodgers. I feel that his football does the talking, his tactics, his excuses after each interview. He's not honest enough with the fans. He's just coming up with every excuses to cover his back, Chris. And I think the fans are tired of all these excuses now. They want a big change in the football club to take the football club forward. They now feel that Brendan Rodgers isn't the man to take this club forward. They feel we're going backwards rather than forwards. Um... Rob Tanner, yeah, like I say, he's, he's on about this three years. Liverpool fans who I've spoke to have gone about this three-year free syndrome. Mm. He brought in Southampton players at Liverpool, Ricky Lambert, Adam Lallana, people like that. And he's done the same at Leicester, Vestergaard, Bertrand. Brendan Rodgers, does it, he, he did the same at Liverpool. It all went sour after three years, and I think the same's happening with Leicester. It's all going downhill. He's in a position now he's not comfortable with, he's getting frustrated, he's getting annoyed because he's never been in this position ever. But now he needs to deal with it, bite his teeth and get on with it. If you're not, then resign, innit? it? At the end of the day, if you're not committed to the football club and you're not happy the way things have been running that then get out of the club, Brendan, at the end of the day. We need somebody now, maybe Brendan, if he changes his mind and actually wants to commit to here, then we need somebody who's definitely going to sit there, come in, and do the job what the owners want, and take the club up rather than down. Mm. Newcastle just gone two
1: one up against Man City, um, and well, I, I actually got that down for a draw because I think that I did have a fancy upset there, but not a Newcastle win. Leeds and Newcastle are showing how it can be done. Yeah, you know, fight! They're um, showing fight! Look at the yeah, manager's passion. Yeah, yeah. Scott, well, well, by the way. welcome in. I mean, let me just—I just want to show this. um now, you can't blame, or you can blame Roger, but what I'm saying is here, he's got a good record, and that is very small, and I apologise for that. But this is sort of, since we had Sven Goran Eriksson, you know, he's got 47% win rate. Not quite as good as Mike Appleton, who had 100%, but that was a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> that was Short a bit of a paradise sort of moment. Um, or Mike Stout, for that matter. Uh, he He's done it, but for me, like I say... And I look at I look at Arsenal fans, and I'm thinking, why are you moaning? Because Arteta is taking them in the right direction. And when you look at that, we've seen what Brendan can do. Yeah, we've seen. You know, we know he's got it in him. You know, he's got. Even if you don't take the the players that he's bought into the equation, like the guards, like Bertrand, and I thought Bertrand was going to be fantastic signing on a free. But mm-hmm. he's, He's obviously injured all the time, um, I, I, and and players like that. If you just look at the squad that he had, he was doing well with that squad. It was so when we played Southampton and beat them nine nil. I think we, I think they said we played a four one, four one. Why is he gone? Why does he persist with this three or five at the back? It just does not suit us.
0: It's too defensive, in my opinion, Chris. He's two sidewards, sidewards and backwards. He's one of their managers who likes playing out from the back. And when teams are sitting there thinking, oh, let's still play out from the back. Oh, we yeah. don't have to do anything Just block them on the halfway line. They'll go backwards. That's exactly what he's been doing. Him and Claude Puel are no, are no different in the way they play their football. They're both exactly the same. They both like coming out from the back and they're both defensive. Um, Powell might have not got a big win rate. He might have... Obviously Leicester fans didn't like the way Powell went about things. But Rogers plays that same football. We're too defensive, we're negative. And you want to see a team go out and attack, don't you, Chris? Show fire, yeah. intensity. Yeah. Absolutely go out and win the game. Whatever the opposition is in front of you, go and put in a good performance. With Brendan, it's like when things don't go his way, he's stuck. And then teams are obviously running running over us and thinking, you oh, know what, Leicester's there for the taking. And I think that's what teams have got in their mind now with Leicester that Leicester are there that we can beat them you know we don't have to worry about losing these games we can actually go there and play a good game and maybe beat them and get the three points
1: yeah and and, and and I mean that's just a graph there just showing how um how, you know we've, we've not done bad in the Premier League we've not done bad under Brendan but look at that no. drop and it is only three games in but it is it has been a gradual decline you know i mean i hate to say these two words and i will do peter taylor oh god that hurt
0: but oh god when
1: he took over he took us to the top of the league we were top of the yeah. league for two weeks well okay there was an international break but we we're still top of the league for two weeks <laughs> we then lost to wickham yeah the rest of that we would have got relegated that season had mm-hmm. we not had such a good start, yeah. Um, and the following season, we lost to Bolton, who had just been promoted 5 0, and it all got a lot worse. Yeah, and it's the same with Brendan that he's he's had his good point, you know, his good time, and he's won us the FA Cup, but it's just gone down, it's going backwards, and that's the worrying thing. You know, David here says David S. And it's a very good a mind you. Both Leeds and Newcastle sign new players. I agree, he hasn't done better with what he has. But there's a point, though, to us having the Paris or or Brighton, or good but still limited. Yet he has bought new. But West Ham have bought a load of new players, and what where they are? They're bottom after today's game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so let's not, you know, um, you know, let's not say it is all about buying new players. You know, Poch when he was at. i um, we'll come on to Poch later. But when he was at um, Spurs, there was, a, there was a transfer window when he wasn't allowed to buy anybody, but they didn't get Spurs into the bottom three. You no. know, um, but we have to say. I mean, Dave just goes on to say here: since our team is essentially the same as the two years we came fifth, what do you see has being different? To how we are playing? Well, this, this is what this is the big question. You know, it is the same team. There is seven. There's ten players from the squad, and I'm not just saying like them, from the squad. There's ten players that beat Southampton. Yeah. Nine nil. That have played against Southampton yesterday and lost two-one. The difference is the manager. In my mind, it's the manager's stubbornness to accept what works. Because what if he doesn't like it's not his idea and it doesn't work. You know. I mean, let me take you back. Again, In Acho. Came on not last season, the season before. He played him because of, of all the injuries we were having. Yeah, and what he did was he found out that Vardy and Inacho suddenly played very well together. Inacho started to um, uh, be a very great you know, assist, he provided a lot of goals, and Inacho was knocking them in for fun. Yeah. He, he was our top scorer that year. So two up front, because um, the natural can't play one up front, two up front was obviously working. So what did Brendan do last season? Go back drop, to one up front. Drop two. You know, I mean, where do you, where does anybody look at something that is working? You know, if it's not broken, Brendan, don't fix it. Yep. And you may not like that formation and you had to play it because of injuries, but that's what got us to fifth again that season was in actual and now you've gone the following season and you've dropped him again I don't I don't get it and his substitutions you know, you, you, exactly exactly I called him Brendan Bellend last year when we played West Ham and I think yep. we were winning or we were drawing I can't remember 92nd minute or something like that
0: yeah we are winning 2-1 and the two corner one. went in
1: exactly and just before that corner was taken, he Vestigard, Vestigard come on. on Now, I'm not blaming Vestergaard. No. In that, we're in the middle of zonal marking, which again didn't work, Brendan. You know, yeah. But it took you long enough to, describe, to, to discover that. um But you do not change a player at a corner if you are defending the corner. No. So playing zonal, suddenly Vestergaard comes on, and it I'm is concerned. a case of. Or what am I doing? Where are you doing? Where are you doing? Well, I'm, I think I'm in this zone, and we conceded, you know. And Schmeichel, we talked about him earlier. Was he being told never to come off his line? I don't know. You know what is Colo Tori doing? He's supposed to be our defensive coach. It's
0: ridiculous you
1: know, I, I just he is, he is too stubborn, and it is his, it is his way or the byway, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think with um Brendan, you know, he's had to go with the players he's gotta go with, which is fine. The players what got him to top five finishes in the Premier League, Chris. Um yeah. it's how you use them players and execute them and get the best out of them. He isn't. He's down tall in them and he's not the wind right out of them. They don't look the same players they was in them two top five finishes. And this were two seasons ago. Um they finished eighth last season. But then he got them losing to teams like Everton who run bad runs and that. But Brendan Rodgers is one of them who don't like taking the blame. He'll happily shift it onto everybody else because that way he's not under pressure. Well, he feels like he's not under pressure. He feels like, you know what, it ain't my fault. It's everybody else's fault, not mine. But it's your football that gets you in this sort of predicament, Brendan. You know, like you say, Chris, that 4-1-4... One situation in Southampton worked. Um, then he brought Kalechi and Vardy in. They scored plenty of goals that season. That was Kelechi's highest goal in scoring season in the Premier League. Um, mm. But then he dropped him, offered him a three-year contract, dropped him. And look what happens. Kell's no good off the bench. Kell's more of an influence as a two starting. Why is Brendan changing things? He reminds me of Powell. When things didn't go right, he changed it. Even though it would go right, like Vardy put him on the wing and that, wouldn't he? Um mm. he used to. But I think in Kel's mind it's just like, Why why am I even here if you're gonna treat me the way you do? You know. Um but with Brendan, is is arrogancy what gets him in the gets him in the shit yeah. basically and the way he I treats could, the players. I couldn't see many other managers looking
1: at the situation like you're saying thinking oh hang on vardy and anacho they actually work well together look at all these goals at the scoring yeah i don't care whether vardy's scoring or more coaches correct scoring them as long you as someone <laughs> yeah i'm going to actually stick with that yeah, uh, no, no didn't. i didn't pick it i want to go back to one up front and then what does he do what does he do we're playing arsenal last week yeah before we were we were struggling, Vardy was hardly getting a touch on the ball. Yeah. And yeah, I agree that he should sign the new contract. He's he knows he hasn't got ninety minutes in him now, I don't think, but he's got a good sixty in him, and then swap him. But when it's not working with one up front, what does Brendan do? He takes off Vardy and he puts on Dakar.
0: Yeah.
1: Very much similar players, but hang on. All you've done there, you've not Change the formation or anything?
0: No, you just don't want life for life. Change.
1: Yeah, when you brought Kelechi on, it changed. So he's setting up Madison for a goal because he can hold the ball up. He's yep. and he can work on it. I just when when you have got Brendan, I mean, I, and I know you don't watch this, but if you did, what would your answer be? That when a guy like Ralph Huth can sit there at two at one 0 down and think we can still win this. Yeah, you can make the changes that actually did win in the game.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: You came on and scored two goals. Um, and I mean, how does that make you feel that you know we're a team that when we're ahead, people still think they can
0: beat us? It's, it's one of them. Like, there's been a lot of reports from Southampton that the players have fell out of Ralph Asanutu. There's been a lot of bust up in the changing room, and that with Southampton. Did that look like that yesterday, Chris, in that second half that they fell out with him? Or do you yeah. think it was the other way around? I yeah. think there's certain players at this football club that don't want to play under Brendan Rogers. I, I looked at Johnny Evans' interview yesterday after the game. Rogers had come out of everything before. Johnny Evans disagreed. That's your club captain disagreeing with what you're saying because he thinks it's absolute crap what you're coming out with. Brendan... The way he approaches things is negative. He always likes to play that one way. If it's one way, it's no way. And the fans have to watch it. And yesterday at the game, when the final whistle went, they booed. Because at the end of the day, they'd seen enough of what he was doing. And they feel now that it's time for change. I don't want to seem like an Arsenal supporter because I'm a Leicester fan. (laughs) The clubs are going to push us on that. But at the end of the day, Brendan Rodgers, has been here three and a half years now and... Mm. Is it time? Is it time to go for him? Is it? He's been in clearly been in the job a long time, and I felt last season, Chris, with Rodgers, if he didn't have the Europa Conference League to fall back on last season, he'd have been sacked last season for me. Yeah. After that Forage yeah. defeat and going out against Napoli, he'd have been sacked. Yeah. But then he had the injuries to back him up. But this season now it's... he ain't got the injuries, and he's still losing games and that. So and what, where's the problem? There. It's him. I use that as a backup for him that he had the injuries but
1: you, he, know, he's you know, the issue this, this is this is the stats for us so far this season and this is a club that's finished fifth fifth and eighth under this guy yep. we've pre- okay we played three games we have lost possession 392 times so that's over a, that's over 125 times a game we are losing possession we've got five goals we've had eight shots on target. Mm-hmm. That is what. That's two a game, two two and a half a game mm-hmm. for a Premier League side. That is shit, and that it annoys me. And I always look at that stat at the end of the game. We had, you know, eight shots. I would expect that to be in one half. Yeah. Not in three bloody games. Off target, we only had twelve. Pass accuracy isn't so bad, but we only got six blocks in. <laughs> what you know? We shit up front, we shit at back. I mean that. From if you're a manager and you're looking at that, you've got to say it, it's not. It's not good. But Brendan would look at that and go, yeah, well. But look at all those passes we made. Yeah, they have across the
0: fucking field. That, that's what irritates me, William. Chris, he's he's one of their managers who will sit there, get the team to get in the box, and they'll do walk. They'll try and walk it into the net. I've seen it yesterday in the Southampton game. They got in the box plenty of times. They tried walking it into the net, but this is down to the manager's tactics and that. They have so much of the ball. Possession doesn't win your games. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. It's how many shots you have on target and how many you actually score with, how many you've had on target. But Brendan, it's like we don't have many shots at all. Last season, summed it up, we didn't have many shots against these teams who has been struggling and that. We lost to Everton at home. You know, they didn't have many chances at the KP and we we just don't know how to we can't defend. We we
1: struggle. Let's face it that I'd only won once away before visiting the KP in Everton.
0: eight eight, is it eight games they didn't win in yesterday before visiting Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Embarrassing.
1: Yeah. there's all these all these stats are against Leicester. Yeah. You know, what has gone wrong is I'm sorry. We can okay. Going back to what I said earlier about how well-run this club it was perceived to be, who the hell authorised that our head of recruitment wasn't going to join us until the transfer window was over? Southampton must have seen us coming when they agreed to that. I mean, yep. Christ almighty. You know, it's like I'd, that beggars belief. We've now got a new set-piece coach coming in. Well, I thought that was, you know, Colo's job, but apparently not. No. Um don't know what his job is, to be honest with
0: you. <laughs> uh, He's it's, sitting there with a pina colada in his uh, beach chair so, and watching and the defenders can, defend. And dancing. Um, <laughs> we've got
1: a set-piece coach. Apparently, we've now got visa problems with. I mean, for fuck's sake.
0: How much who, can go wrong this season? Are
1: the lunatics now taking over the asylum here? Because we, we have this great sort of job. um com- uh, Sorry, club. Everybody held up to this is how everybody should be managed and what have you. And so yeah. you're looking at it and it's it's all imploding. Now it's falling I'm apart. Not, I'm not blaming Top for any of this no. because you know at the end of the day, what he has done for the club is oh, and his father, bless his God rest his soul, before that. And you know, he's trying to manage the KP group that, like you say, is literally fell you know, apart. Yeah,
0: because of the, the COVID, COVID and that, yeah, yeah. I can understand yeah. that.
1: Yeah. So, um, okay, no problem, Mike. I'm not sure whether, well, see if we're still on when you get back, for how long you' you gonna be um, yeah, so, oh, now we're saying, oh all oh, oh, this is happening um I just i I just don't know where it's going to go when you've got a manager that's been here three and a half years, this is now his team, you should be showing signs of improvement or you should get going out the door, yeah. And we are going backwards. You know, it, it's... I mean, look, I mean is, look at those. Is that good enough for a Premier League team to no. have eight shots and goal on three matches?
0: You wouldn't have thought that would be a team that's finished in the top five in the last two out of three seasons. No. no. You don't expect someone. You don't see Man City with them results, do you, in Liverpool? No. Yeah, I understand they've got better players. They've got more money than us. But you've, with Leicester... I feel we are patient and I feel Brendan, Brendan's football is bringing these sort of results in with the stats. And I feel he's to blame for what's going on in, on the field and that.
1: Yes. I mean, you can't said, blame,
0: you can't blame top cause he don't kick the ball. No, so. no, no.
1: And, and somebody said to me yesterday in, in, um, that, it's not all Brendan's fault because once those players cross the line, yeah, then that's down to them. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, to a point, but yeah.
0: not 100 exactly. percent exactly. He's the one who sends them out the way they play.
1: Exactly, he sends them out and says, "Play to this way." He he's sat there. At the right. We've got five. We can make five substitutions, so things can be altered. Game plans can be altered. Yeah. Um, you know, look at Southampton. You can make substitutions. You can change things. So you have – and you've got half-time as well. Absolutely. You know, half-time against Arsenal, that's when he should have made some substitutions. But no, he waits for the 60th minute. So a manager has can control the game once they've run over that white line okay. because he can, get, he can get messages out. You shout at your players. You make substitutions. How often do we see bits of paper being passed around? Sir, <laughs> you know, so th- I'm sorry. The, the, the book, the manager, the book stops there. Yeah. Um For me, I have been. Uh, well, don't, let's just see what David says here because it's just I've just caught you. You can't blame Roger Brendan for not having a set piece coaching due to visa issues or head of recruitment. Uh, well, like, I just I just said then, Dave. That's, to
0: that's down to that's
1: down to the club. Yeah. I wasn't blaming him, and that's going back Brandon. to the uh, Susan Weedon should be coming out, or, or the press officer should be coming out, and not having to let Brendan. It's almost like they're going like shit. It's all going wrong. Brendan's got to go out once a week. We'll let him take the flack, You know, there are other things going on at the club. I am sure. Now I would sooner, because there's two things we can do here, Jack, or well, three things. We can stay as we are yeah we stay up we've got what oh, just over a week left of the transfer window and who the hell agreed or the premier league put in matches on on the day of the transfer window shut in yeah, man no
0: united show, don't
1: we? we're playing man united it's ridiculous That's the FA. That's the FA. Can't blame Brendan for that. (laughs) (laughs) Might want to but no, we can't. We can't blame Brendan for that. Um, So, we can just say one or two things. We can stay as we are, or we can go out and say, well, we're going to buy these players anyway because we're not broke, so we have got some money, and we'll all sit there, like Barcelona, and have all these players that we're paying wages to that we can't register. Yep. That's not going to do the club any good. The other nope. thing we can do, I have seen your question running, I will come to it, mate. You've got to keep posting it. Um, the other thing we can do is do what Leeds did, which is gamble on us getting into Europe. Yeah. By these players. Now, I don't want to be in the Barcelona situation because they're having to sell off from the media bits and bobs to try and. Yeah, just...
0: we don't and want that.
1: And I don't want to be in the Leeds position because. We saw it went wrong, and they ended up in the third tier. Well, we played them when we were down there. So I don't want either of those so – the situation is we kind of stay as we are. So we have to yeah. look what can be done. Because I don't want to be a Barcelona, and I don't want to be a Leeds. Oh. The only thing that can be done is a refresh, but let's refresh the coaching staff. Yeah, I agree. And I think – and as I say, I've been Brendan in. I was defending him all last year with, you know, with the injuries, etc. But he's got to go, hasn't
0: he? Yeah, there's a time in a job where if things aren't going right and things are going sour at the end of the job, then clearly the, there's no confidence in him, are they? Um, like I say, the fans are not confident in him now. His football, his tactics, his interviews—whatever you want to call it—they're not confident in Brendan Rodgers now. They made it clear booing and wanting Rogers out. It was trending on Twitter yesterday, Rogers out. So, it clearly shows that fans are tired and they want change and they want to see the club progress and go forward, not feel that Brendan's dragging us down. And do you feel, though, Chris, with this, well, we're in the relegation zone, aren't we? Let's put it that yeah. way. Let's get real. Um, do you feel Brendan would be the man then to get us out of that? Honestly, I don't think he would. No not at all
1: and i'll take you again i'll take you back again to when we won the premier league the following season with claudio ranieri yeah this guy just won us the golden egg you know Mm and don't get me wrong if claudio was here now i'd have his babies i love the guy today (laughs) you (laughs) so i'm not going to say i'm not going to criticize claudio for, for what he did for us but no what people were saying, and I can remember there was an Italian um, journalist came on and said, uh, you know what? With Claudio, what happens is he has a good year whenever he goes in anywhere.
0: An and then he always
1: has, it goes downhill from then on. And my God, was she right? It did. He had to go because I don't know whether we actually went into the relegation zone. I think we did for a week. But yeah. we were certainly in the 16th, 17th position. And that got him the sack. And we were in Europe then as well, if you remember.
0: Yeah, he didn't feel yeah. he didn't feel that things could happen again. He felt he needed to change things. Um, he was training them twice a day. He was doing everything. And they obviously, he didn't work for him. the players. Didn't want to back him anymore. Um, people were claiming it was player power and stuff like that. Even Gary Neville came out and said, you know what? This player power shouldn't be happening and stuff like that. And then, obviously, Claudio got the sack. Craig Shakespeare took over. Won us the... Um, Severe game in that second leg And we and then Shakespeare got the job Um Which maybe I don't think I'd have gave Shakespeare the job That season after I'd have got, brought somebody else in Because it, it gave us time to Bring in somebody Who's known in it To In yeah. this league But we didn't We went for Shakespeare And then that went down nil as well Drawing 1-1 in With West Brom At home With an but injured goalkeeper it, it Kind of for a
1: while And, and I can and I can see you there Mike And we'll bring you in in a sec um, with Shakespeare, he was the right man for that season. Yeah, it's a
0: caretaker.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but not going, you know, not nah. maybe not going forward. And you've got to be careful when you want players and managers to come back because of mm-hmm. what they did. You know, Ranieri did what he did at Leicester because of the team around him. He got Craig Shakespeare with him. Nigel Pearson, I wouldn't have him back, and I love Nigel Pearson to bits. Yeah, but- same what he did he did with craig shakespeare and they did as, as and, and walsh in that team yeah Martin o'neill he did it but he did it with john robertson john robertson mm-hmm. rest in peace passed away and martin o'neill was never as good like clough without taylor you know and then <laughs> he, more... the team that goes and we if you're not going to get the whole team back and you can't then 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 don't but i'm being told by my united fans this is a bit embarrassing that we were 18th. When a Man United stroke Newport fan knows where your team were more than you, you hide. Uh, you hide, definitely. Um, let, before we bring Mike in, let's just get all of some new comments here. Um, um, that Barca don't want to sell their players. Joseph White, good afternoon, sir. Welcome along. Uh, I'm a Southampton fan and that game on Saturday was dead till Madison scored i'm so shocked and how bad Ben's subs and decisions were tell me about it c96 you are in welcome along i honestly think the owners have lost interest i don't know i no. just think you've got to accept that their business short of them actually top going and digging a hole in his garden and oil spurting out <laughs> he's, he's doing what he can he's got to keep king power running he's got he, to keep
0: the business separate aren't yeah. he
1: I I mean I said this yesterday. I worked I worked for a company in the travel business and it was successful, it was making a profit. But our owners, the company that owned us, um went bust and took us down with it. So you know, he's gotta get the King Power stuff right. Um I'd just get rid of Brendan, maybe bringing a Dice or Allardyce. Pardon? Bring in a Dice or an Allardyce. Uh,
0: uh, uh,
1: oh. oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No 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 no! way are we bringing in a dice or uh or a dice I am oh, sorry, I I am dice sorry. At You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: Just looking at the time. How are you doing for time, Jack? Do you need to go at all? Or
0: no? No, I'm all good.
1: You're all good. That's brilliant. Yep. brilliant. Right, let's just go back and then I've got Jack waiting. Um after Chelsea game, Rogers is gone, Anthony's here, Arsenal fan and part time Southampton fan. Leicester pick up thirty million in prize money alone plus tickets, T V rights all together, fifty five million and the set of players this season, so why can't they get one player in? Because we've got a too big a squad and we can't register them. Yep. There's no point bringing a player in that we can't register. Because like Barcelona, they we're going to be paying wages to people that can't play. And if we register one of them into the 25-man squad, then we've still got the same problem with dropping somebody and paying for somebody that can't play. But let's bring him in. Mike's been waiting a while, and I appreciate it, Mike. Um, obviously, your main team is Newport. Yeah. Welcome along, by the way. Your, your, your main team is Newport. You have, over the years, supported Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Looking from I mean, you know, would you ever have said I mean what were the odds on the bottom three after three games being Leicester Man United West Ham? <laughs> you wouldn't have, would you? Would you that's, not, go... that's the Europa League places, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have got five thousand to one for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Let's
3: be honest. Or five hundred to one, you know about that odd.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. How from an outside point of view, you know, we've discussed how it is and we've discussed the reality of the situation. How do you view things from an outsider? I think... I, I don't think Brand, Brendan is all that
3: anyway. You know, when he first came in, I, I didn't think he was as tactically knowledgeable as many people said that he was. You look at it, the success he had with Liverpool, that team was probably one of the best in the league that season. Not on paper, but performed probably one of the best with, with the players that they had. Um, and Then he went to Scotland and, like you said... Um, with his uh, adventure in Scotland, Rangers were in liquidation at the time. Uh, well, not in liquidation, in administration. Dropped down to uh, Scottish League Two, yeah. had to rebuild. And I think it was two seasons, two or one, one or two seasons that Brandon was there. That Rangers were. I can't remember when they got promoted, but at least one or two um, seasons that Brandon was there. Rangers were actually there with him. Um, And so, like you said, uh, I think you said earlier, you know, to the top of the show that you or Jack could have walked in at Celtic and probably won the league with Celtic with the squad that they had compared to the rest of the Scottish Premier League. Um, I I think there must be something going on between the owners and Brendan um, because uh, he was forced out, well not forced out, but he, he forced himself out of Celtic when they... Um, tried to, you know, do off the the field improvements to the club and to the surrounding sort of parts of the the football club in general. And you're noticing that with Leicester now, aren't you? Trying to have the the stadium expansion.
1: Let me, let me ask you this then, because there's arguments for both sides. You know, we, we're the we're the club that built a new stadium, and the season we moved into it, we got relegated. Yeah. Uh, so you you've got to, you've got to be a lot, careful that happens a lot because of the debt that you've got to
3: pay for the stadium
1: yeah we, we we lost the stadium basically it was taken over by teachers the American insurance company who had loaned us the money we'd gone into you know we were on the point of going into administration for the second time well yeah for the second time it was only you know we'd only gone bus once Landrich and we and Gary Lineker and his consortium saved us mean, we only went bust the second time Mandridge came in and saved us. It was only when KP actually he sold to KP that um, they bought the stadium back for us, you know, which was great and, and we thanked them for it. So it yeah. is a timid line because if you're going to do a lot of extensions, etc., oh, and he's back. I wonder what, I wonder what happened to Jack then. You're back. Hello, Got phone.
0: phone charger. Oh, I mean, no, problem, phone. no
1: problem. I'm just saying to Mike that. We we need to expand, yeah. Because the way things are at the moment with FFP etc., we need a bigger stadium. But even with the plans in place, unless the city council are being total playing with themselves types of people <laughs> to yeah. it, that, um, even with that, we're still only half the size of Old Trafford. Yeah. All that extend, you know, the extension, the training on all that we've, we've got. We we've got the best training facility in the country. Yeah. We want to do that, but then don't we also and I'll come to Mike first with this, don't we also need to build the team up at the same time though? It's a difficult line to to, to, to balance, isn't it? I think as a
3: football club, not taking it away from off-field and on field, as a football club in general, you have to make sure that you sustain a good quality of you know football on the pitch to maintain the revenue off it. I think you can't put money you can't throw money at stadiums or training facilities and hope that that just materialises into a new, you know, team or, you know, yeah, I just saw that. Um, I saw that. <laughs> um, you can't just you know, throw money into that side of it. You've got to throw it into the pitch and then build it up, I think. Um, and looking at Leicester's squad on paper, they've got some very, very good players. You know, a, a team that should be finishing at least inside the top 10. If you build on that team, get rid of, a couple of bad eggs. I don't want to be there in in the likes of Yuri Tillemans and Wesley Fofana. Um, I feel really sorry for Leicester in the Fofana case because he's really crapped on on Leicester City when they gave him a you know a chance back to revive his career after that injury. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, as a owner, want to build you know the team that's on the pitch and then allow that to then look towards the sponsors, the revenue to build it off the pitch.
1: But again Jack what are your thoughts on that I mean you know we've got the off field which we need to expand and we'll do yep. so much for the club but this team that we've got should be doing better I mean could you see us going to Chelsea next week and beating them 3-0 like
0: Leeds <sighs> at the moment this weekend's I mean, been this weekend's been very unpredictable to be fair man city losing to newcastle chelsea battering Leeds 3-0 um Obviously, Man United lost 4-0 to Brentford last weekend. Mm. Uh, Is that for week, Jack? <laughs> well, it's only how long you can take if you don't win a game up against Leicester and then you know what Leicester will do. Um, but like I say, Chris, yeah, talking about the FFP situation and that, um, Leicester's got to build on the field. I mean, the expansion, I feel, can wait until we're in Europe. I mean... European clubs have their expansions because they know they're going to fill that stadium every single week. Maybe we could get the expansion and then nobody ends up filling that top tier and stuff like that. Um, I feel that we need to really focus on what's happening on the field of play at the minute. Get rid of Telemans if you don't want to be here for far and the same. And then invest that money in, in some, I don't know, maybe three or four players could come in who Brendan feels that's good enough for, to the job. Maybe that'll save his job, Chris. Who knows? Um, but I feel that maybe they probably won't invest in Leicester as soon as they have sold Tillemans in Fafana. I just feel the club's going to keep the money and not get Brendan because they don't trust him with it.
1: Well, by then, maybe we're ready for January, we might you know, have a, have somebody in that can uh, <laughs> actually be uh, <coughs> a decent head of recruitment. I mean... Mike, when you look at the table, and I know it's three games in and there's early doors, but this has been going on sort of, it's a carry-on from last season. And, you know, I was defending Brendan then. But you look at that table and you think, OK, and I've even got Man United sort of in the top ten. But the top five positions, you know, in any order, are going to be Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. With the money they've spent and the players they've brought in, we can't compete with them. We never, you know, it's impossible. It's impossible. Just, you know, compete that, you know, even if we hadn't had the COVID problem, we could not compete with their sort of money. However, you would expect us to be in maybe the next group of five or six teams. But at the moment, you know, we're below teams that we should be up, up with. Southampton, Forest, Palace, Brentford. We should be up with those and they're above us. And if we can't catch up with them, what is gonna, you know, it's only gonna be one way, and
3: that's down. Yeah, if, if I was the club personally, I'm I haven't actually answered the question in or out for Rodgers. I would, if if I was the club, I'd say right, let's cut ties now because we don't want to waste any more money, uh, any more time in the transfer window of him trying to get players that the new manager might come in and not like. Because it, I think it's only, only a, it's only a matter of time that he goes. That, that he, he won't last the whole season. I think. So, you know, it's the, the way you look, you, you could go two ways. You could keep him and say, right, you've got 50 million to go and sign two players. If you sell player A, player B, you've got an extra, how much, you know, we give you from that sale, spend that on your players. Or you could say, unfortunately, it's not, um, not the way to to. Tyrone Mings. Wow. Tyrone Definitely
1: Mings. Not. Definitely
3: not. Uh, I'm <laughs> all right. So, and, and, and then the other side of that is if you say, right, Brendan, I don't think you're the right man to k- kick us on, to keep pushing us forward, get rid of him, bring in someone else and then say, right, you've got this money as you're a new manager. We're not going to hold that. We're going to say, right, here's 100 million, for example. Go and spend that. Go and buy your players. You can sell whoever you want, bring in whoever you want and just let the manager do exactly what he wants.
1: Jack, I... I I was worried for Brendan. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I think there's a lot of managers going to be worried this year because, as I said before, it's the World Cup year.
0: Yeah.
1: come the middle of November. We're going to have no football for four weeks. So, if any manager is struggling, that's an ideal time to bring them in because they've got four weeks to to sort of get to know the squad that isn't, you know, in the World Cup teams, and we've got quite a few. Um, and then you've got to look at it and go when the, you know when the World Cup's over. There's only a week, and then we're into the January transfer window. So it's a great time to bring managers in. Would you give Brendan until then to see if he can <laughs> turn it round, or will it be too late? I, know, I, left I left. know I'm giving you a hot potato there, Jack. I know, but
0: uh... looking at the next four fixtures, right? We've got Chelsea away. Man United at home, Brighton away, Aston Villa at home and then Tottenham yeah. away. Yeah. Tottenham, I can't see his winning. I can't see his beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge next weekend. Um, I think it'd be very difficult for Leicester. Um, Man United, well, maybe if they don't, but if they don't go and win their game against Liverpool and then the one after that, then Maguire could come and uh, bite us on the bum and score a winner. Um mm-hmm. I'd have took a point from the um, Man United game, to be honest, uh, or maybe three points, depending on how man you turn up. Um, the Brighton game, they're on some real good form. They're doing well on the ground, Potter, again, Brighton. Yeah. that would be a very difficult game there. Um, and then Aston Villa, they're like hot... Prote- they they blow hot and cold, don't they, Aston Villa? Mm-hmm. They're either on it or they're not. Um which I think we've got a good chance beating Aston Villa, but then when you got strikers like Danny Ings, and then we got a defence like Lester who can't defend when you attack them, and then the crumble like Apple crumble, what what chance have you got keeping him out? Yeah, yeah, or any of them man. teams, in fact. Yeah, I
1: want to say, come on, Man City, I've got you down for a draw in the prediction league. So come on, get another goal. I oh, my my another goal, goal By Haaland, by the way, is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Haaland. I mean, again, you're an outsider. I can only see, I can. Honestly, only see us getting one point from that, and that's possibly a draw against um, Villa. As an outsider, you know, Chelsea away, United at home, Brighton away, Villa at home, Spurs away. (laughs) Can you realistically see us getting any more than one point, Mike?
3: I can see you getting three. I think you might beat Aston Villa. I think Villa are very inconsistent. Uh, There was toxic... Um, you know, chance towards the end, and booze towards the end of their game against Palace yesterday when they lost three one. There was a few uh, there's, there's a few Villa fans that actually are calling for Gerard's head, just like the situation at Leicester. So I think you, you could get something there. But then again, if they sack Gerard before Gerard before then and get a new manager, and they might have a new manager bounce. But I think you'll get three points from that. I think you'll beat Villa. I think there's a chance you could get a point from the Man United game. Again, Chelsea, I think, is going to be ridiculously tough. I think Brighton are so well-drilled and Tottenham, yeah. they're in great form as well.
1: To- totally, totally, totally agree. Um, uh, Maguire, somebody just was, was having a dig about Maguire. What i want to say about Maguire is when we sold him, he was a good defender. He was an England player, well, but he still is an England player. He scored in the World Cup. Where he is now is down to Man United. But I'm going to dig at you here, Mike. But where where he is now is down to Man United. It's not just Maguire that is playing badly for them. <laughs> There's a lot of players. That, but when he left us, he was a damn good player. I would actually, if, if Man United were that desperate, wanted to sell him for 20000000 million, I'd actually take him back. Please but, do. Um, <laughs> but I will probably get shocked for saying that. Apparently he's um, to
3: Chelsea. Chelsea said that if they don't, if they can't reach an agreement for, for Fafana, they're going yeah. to go to Maguire. Yeah.
1: yeah, I know. Um I We know were what... talking about this though, Jack, and and this is something Mike brought up in the in the in the show yesterday. We've got Stockport away.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Free>. <laughs> I mean, Stockport must be sat there it's going, free. "It's free, free, Chris. Bring them on, Chris. It's free, free." free. free. That's just brilliant. Oh, yeah. And just a, Um, blow the whistle now, ref. Whistle, <laughs> end it now. Uh, but Jack, can you <laughs> we're gonna? I think we're gonna struggle against Stockport.
0: <sighs> Do you know what, Chris? Yeah, I've said this. Um, this could end up like the Newport game that year. Newport are in League Two. Um, and they've been we We've
1: got I a new This could end, end up
0: like that. <laughs>
1: I I, I I can I can't even say I just went like that and you went like that and just,
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah this could end up yeah. when Puel were in charge and when we lost to Newport. Um yeah. it could be a banana skin for Leicester. Um it's a game that you'd expect Leicester to go there and beat the opposition comfortably, wouldn't you? But you know, in football, anyone can beat anybody on the day, Newport's going to be licking their lips at the minute thinking I'll go and make it more misery for Leicester on Tuesday night, but we'll see. I've I
3: actually predicted Stockport four or two and win on my Carabao Cup predictions because they've sold out. They've sold out Edgeley Park and they're a great fan base, so that's going to be a tough game for Leicester. Their stadium is so enclosed as well.
1: Yeah, and I can see Rogers being that pig-headed. That he'll play a lot of players, Mm. like youth players, because he thinks, oh, it'll be, you know.
3: That's the worst decision you can make against a league,
1: Exactly. You know, we're not, you know, Manchester City can probably get away with it. You know, we try against these lower teams, no disrespect, Newports and what have you, and it bites us on the bum. Um, The thing is, Anthony says, yeah, I can see Tielemann staying uh, and going on the free next season. I don't want him to stay. He's so shit at the moment, Anthony. Have him. I will drive up to Leicester, pick him up, and drive him back down to Arsenal <laughs> for you. I can't say fairer than that. I mean, just just talking about that, I'm going for a free next season, right? Man United wanted um, Maguire. Santa. Maguire um, went to the board and said, look, um, I want to go, but... I've won his respect Leicester City. You saved me at New in a hall. I got relegated. Hall actually went on and then went even further down. I'll sign a new contract, but there'll be clauses in it. And that allowed us to be able to ask for £80 million pounds from Man United because he was on that new contract. That's all Tiedelman's has to do. So that if he had respect for the club, he'd be saying, right, I'll sign a new contract. But if a team that's in any European competition comes in for me, if a team comes in for me and offers 40 million, that he paid for me, I'm allowed to talk to them. But at least we would then have some money, but he doesn't seem to have that respect for the club, Jack.
0: Yeah. I think it's a difficult one, Matilda Munzi. He's been professional. Like I've said about the way every everyday life in as a mm. professional footballer goes. Um, Arsenal haven't made the bid, so he can't go and act like a spoiled brat like for far enough. Um, He has been
1: professional, but he he also has been shit just now.
0: Yeah, he has. <laughs> um, but I think Yori, like I say, if you signed a two-year contract now, Chris, you know you could you could ask for 40, 50 million pound, and then you've got the money back, or just ten million pound in profit. You know, we we that's mm-hmm. less the funds. Won't we? If you signed a two-year contract now, and then. When it's yeah. sold in next summer to someone like Real Madrid and that, we take it. Yeah, I'd, I'd take, I'd take. He's
1: breaking even. You but he's know. taking,
0: he's taking his time, and you know we, he's only going to we, knock his valuation down. If he, if he clubs stays, in January.
1: yeah. I mean, the other thing as well is if he stays, he could be the difference. Well, I, well, I don't know now, but I did say this a few weeks ago. If he stayed, he could be the difference between us getting into Europe and not getting into Europe. We got 80-odd million last season by getting to the semi-final of the, the conference.
0: Yeah.
1: So we could actually make more by keeping hold of him. Uh, but the only reason that Arsenal are in for him and he's wanting to go to Arsenal, yes, they're in Europe, but they're the only team that's coming in for him. Nobody else is coming in for him. Like I haven't said that, Arsenal haven't actually come in for him officially because they've not made any offers. But no. Mike, if State stays with us, Hmm. As a good season, yeah, having signed that new contract, then you could have bigger clubs than Arsenal. That was soon that, Well, actually, yeah, I remember, he, uh, he's a good player. He could have a good World Cup. Yeah, so he could actually, by staying, have a bigger choice of clubs. And I think he thought when he was going to go that he was going to have. You know, the, the the Manchester City's, the Barcelona's, the Real Madrid's, the Munich's, you know, the, the Dortmund's all coming in for him. Yeah. But he had such a bad season and they all went, yeah. <laughs> but Arsenal, obviously, you know, still, still showing interest. So, in a way, it would be almost a little bit um, an advantage for him to stay and sign, just, just a small extension. Yeah, I think, you
3: look at him two seasons ago, and those names that you reeled off Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, Bayern Munich, Manchester City would probably say, yeah, absolutely, we'll go in for Yuri Tielemans. Last season, I wouldn't say him, but the whole team had an underwhelming season. Not a, not an awful season, but an underwhelming based off the expectation baseline. Um, and so maybe the, the amount of, not the amount, but the caliber of teams interested in him has sort of dropped. We've seen Newcastle were. Slightly interested at a point. And then, obviously, Arsenal's solid interest. It's Arsenal-Newcastle without disrespecting both of them and nowhere near the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern Munich. And I think if he does stay, be you know a pivotal part of the Leicester City team, hopefully, for, for you guys' sake, send you into Europe, goes away with Belgium for the World Cup, probably gets to maybe quarter-final, semi-final of the World Cup. And then Real Madrid could be looking... In the summer, thinking, oh yeah, there is the Tillemans that we saw two seasons ago. There's the one that you know can drive from midfield um, and be a you know massive part of our team because, yeah. based off his current abilities, worth way more than forty million. But at this moment in time, I, I wouldn't pay forty million with how No, bad no, it. because
1: he, he's not playing well. Finally, to end to end on one more topic, which is, and I apologize to NA, he asked this about. Two days ago, <laughs> I will get to. It. First of all, the first question is, and this is just a yes or no. Would you sack? I mean, we've only got Stockport midweek. To be totally honest with you, if Stockport were to beat us, I'd kind of go, thanks, you've done us a bit of a favour. It's one less thing to worry about. Would you be top Monday morning, getting Brendan into the office and saying, you're gone? I say yes or no, Jack has gone. Mike, I'll come
3: first. Um, I, I would the only reason why I would say no, I'll oh, probably be back now. The only reason why I would say no in terms of Monday morning is there is a game to prepare for, and it's not like no, with all due respect to, to Stockport County, yeah. I'm saying that and I'm in their bloody league, but with all yeah. due respect to them, you know, Leicester going away to Stockport, if you lose that, it's not the end of the world, it's not. You know, you know, a league game, it's not a European game, it's a uh, Carabao Cup where, let's be honest, Leicester will probably field uh, a second-string team against Stockport. So, I would say just keep him in, in post probably until after the Chelsea game. If the Chelsea game is another, de- not just a defeat, because I think a defeat to Chelsea is expected, but just a lack of ambition, lack of ideas, lack of tactics. If that's, you know, sort of evident after the Chelsea game... I would do it then, personally. Ahead of you know, you've still got time in the transfer window to resolve it. Not long. Well, not long, but you've got a manager in to at least get one player because you still haven't signed a single player, have you? Which is.
1: Well, no, we have signed one player. We're on a three, <laughs> third choice goalkeeper. Is it Alex? Um... Alex Smith is, yeah. yeah we, 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 play, we play Chelsea on Saturday the twenty seventh, and it gives us about four days to get somebody in. So so you would wait until after the Chelsea game. Uh Jack's back. Um you're trying to avoid the question. And I'm sorry, I'm still gonna ask <laughs> you again now. So you
0: said sack him after start point I was like, well running uh, up would, you,
1: would you or would you sack him Monday morning?
0: I think to be honest, um I would not sack, sack him this Monday coming. Um, I feel that we'll maybe see how the I'd I'd give it the till the end of the window. See when for if Fafana goes in Tillemans and then see what he does with the money if he is to get the money. Um, but if he doesn't do anything Chris by September, then questions are going to be asked, aren't they? If they don't beat Manchester United, Brighton,
1: and uh, Tottenham. Are we going to be in the position like Wolves were though, where if we leave it too long,
0: yeah,
1: and I'm going to I'm going to come on. Don't tell me who, because I'm going to come on in a separate question to who might replace him. But are we going to be in the position where we might not be able to get the players? Uh, sorry, the manager that we want because other clubs are also going to be looking for them as well.
0: I, think, I don't think it's the manager side of it; it's the player side of it, Chris. Where the transfer window and that. I don't think. I don't There's think anyone's going to be looking at that. Sean Dyche and that at the minute, and Rafa Benitez and that, and Nuno Espirito Santo. No clubs are really going to be looking at them at the minute. Um, I, I think them, though. They're the names who Leicester really are going to look at, aren't they? If, uh, no, no, please, no! <laughs> they'll they'll <laughs> be on the they'll be on the bookies sort of list. Oh, they always they, are. Who they to always take over are. the bookies, I'm not oh, saying they're say... going to be on my list, but there you go.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, basically, um, <laughs> Mike, you're saying um, after the Chelsea game,
0: depending on how that game goes, but yeah.
1: Okay, Jack, you're saying when
0: when were you saying sacking? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say after the, uh, after the Chelsea game.
1: You're saying after the Chelsea game as well. You're ganging up on me because I'm saying do it Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just nothing I have seen that means he's going to turn this round. Vardy summing up that sum, summing up that performance. Jamie Vardy said it was a disappointing day at the office. Yeah. It wasn't the office, but he fell apart,
0: mate. You can't uh, have many. And, you can't have many more bad days. How many bad days can you have in football, exactly, Chris? Really, you can't exactly. keep doing, overdoing it. There's only so many you can have.
2: If you have so many,
0: is a is a client say, and you're the manager, you're going to think that person ain't up to the job, and you're going to sack him straight away, aren't you? If he's going to carry yeah. on. Mm. And Roger yeah.
1: said his quote is hugely disappointed. I'm sorry. For me, I don't give a damn it?
0: about top But
1: <laughs> in the big scheme of things, I'd have him in Monday morning, nine o'clock, saying, "Yeah."
0: We if Stop like beats us, I'll have it before Chelsea.
1: Yeah, and all I will say is, like I can say, I will look at the like when we beat Southampton 9 0. 10 players are still in the, of that game squad, are still, we're in our game squad on the weekend against Southampton. We played yeah. four at the back then, we got nine, we played three here, we, we're not winning. he it, has it, got to go. I mean, I, I, let me just show you this. Uh, Mike, I don't think you were in when uh, when I brought this up. This is for the whole season. Well, so this whole season, three games. Okay, five goals, fair enough, and I'm not I'm not moaning about that because you could win one nil, one nil, one nil. Five, sorry, eight shots on target in three games. Is that good enough for a Premier League team? No, absolutely not. And and I know
3: that's a, a massive sort of thing to be concerned about but there's actually another stat on there that, I, that I'd be really worried about and that's the amount of times you are losing possession. 300, yeah. 400 games yeah. in three games of football losing possession and Brendan Rodgers has normally been a possession style manager, you know, winning the ball back, playing the ball safe and the fact that he's lost it, you know, near on 400 times. But yeah, eight shots on target in three games is... Well, you look at I, I know you shouldn't compare Leicester to, to this type of team in the league, but you look at Liverpool and Manchester City, they probably create 20, 30 a game. So. Do well, what,
1: what we'll do. Let's have a look at Leeds playing, man, playing Chelsea. Yeah. Um, let me they just get down
3: to their
1: stats here. Well, um, got a comical one
3: Edward Mendy done.
1: Okay. How many shots do you think Leeds had?
0: More than 10
1: but uh, mike just shots in general
3: not on target just shots
1: yeah
0: <laughs> they
1: well in fairness they had 12 oh that's
0: better than what they less, had more they? Shots,
1: they had more shots in one game against a champions league qualified team than we had in three games jesus
0: christ some spend the rogers up it. for a chelsea
1: sad. did not i mean how many shots on target do you think they had out of those 12, Seven, eight. What, six in fairness to them. So let's just compare, let's just compare that to, to the mighty Brendan Rogers side. The elite manager. 12 shots on target. Um, in one game. Oh eight wait for Leicester in three. Sorry, no, 12 shots. Sorry, 12 shots. Um, yeah. Six sorry, six shots on target in one game for Leeds. Five and yeah. three for us, and we are. And Leeds are managed by a Ted Lasso type manager. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's <not good>. like <laughs> I can say for me, Monday morning, do your job, top. You know, and I think top. To be honest with you, as a look, I saw his face before the game, and he looked like he was chewing a wasp. He didn't look happy, and we hadn't even kicked off. So what he looked There's like? There's more to
0: it. You know,
1: it. You know, he's not afraid. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not got somebody lined up. Because when Pwell went. Brendan they did that to Nigel
0: Pearson, didn't they, Chris? Many years ago when the lined up yeah. Paulo Souza.
1: Yeah. And they did it as well with, like I say, Brendan when we got rid of um, Pwell.
0: Do you see what I mean? They're not stupid.
1: No, no. So, I think they've possibly got a line, somebody in mind. I mean, <laughs> I don't want Daesh. No way. Uh, who would you have? Jack, I'll come
0: to you first. Who would you have as your first choice to to, to take over at Leicester? People are going to be deluded if they're going to get Pochettino, aren't they? Um, No. But you've got to, with the owners now, they've got to sit there and show how ambitious and successful they want to be as a football club. You need somebody who's been in the Premier League, done it, Wore the T-shirt and had success. Um, who knows what it takes to get a team into Europe. Pochettino's got that on his CV. Um, Nuno has been in European football with Porto and that. Um, but that's the Portuguese league again, isn't it? That's different. He didn't really... He got Wolves into Europe as well. Yeah. Um, so did dutch <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs>
1: And he's gone again, uh, right, Mike? Who would you, I mean? Let's be realistic. I mean, you know, Anthony said Patrick Vieira would he leave Paris at the moment to come to Leicester? No,
3: absolutely not. No.
1: Talking about availability and who would potentially come. So don't go and say, you know. Um, Pep Guardiola or somebody like that, because you know it's never going to happen. Who realistically do you think could come in at Leicester and do a job for us with this team that we've got now? It's a difficult one. I've seen a lot of
3: people say Graham Potter. I don't think he would trade Brighton for for Leicester with the current state that Leicester are in without any you know any offence. I think the the sort of owners at Brighton are, are really you know good with Potter. I think they expect they expect him to gradually build Brighton, which he's doing. So I don't think Potter's a, a, an availability. I really do believe in this Potch thing. I think Pochettino, the way he got treated at Tottenham toward after, winning, uh, after getting to the, the Champions League final, Sorry, they basically said, you know, you're not allowed any money to spend sort of thing, which was ridiculous. Um, and I think he's got a massive point to prove in the Premier League. I think if he goes to a team like Leicester... Um, who are obviously that second bunch, like you said, not top five, but the the bunch just beneath, which Tottenham were, you know, five, six, seven seasons ago, Tottenham were that team. Um, You know, if he comes in at Leicester and and sort of restores his reputation, restores his pride as a top elite manager, then, then I think that will open a lot more eyes to how good Pochettino really is. I think he's got... I think the media have, have killed his reputation of, of his time in PSG saying that he lost the league. And, and fair play, you know, he did lose the league, but Lil that season were, were very good. Um, and and yeah, he, he barely had any money to spend, you know, under Daniel Levy. We know what he's like at the best of times. And I think that would be a decent appointment. I think Potter, if he would, if, if, if Leicester were in a better situation off the pitch... At the moment, I think Potter would generally see that as a step-up, but at the moment, I think he would see that as a step-down. I don't think I would see it as a step-down, but him personally would think, why would I trade Brighton for that? I
1: don't know who this guy is that Anthony suggested. the Newport manager and you're not having him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've never heard of him. <laughs> now, Definitely. I mean, for me, as Scott, Scott said there... Um, uh, uh Terry, and that's why yeah. I did not get Rogers out yet. Unless let's have the manager in mind, we could just end up with a out of the ranks. Yeah. Okay, well let me let me say this to you, Terry, and then we'll we'll, we'll include it in the same same sort of answer about when when he should go. Like I say, coming up, whether we've got a temporary manager in or whether we've got a permanent manager in, coming up the games we've got are Chelsea away. We'll forget Stockport. You yeah, know that that's uh, that that's that's gone. Uh, we're going to have Chelsea away. Yeah. Man United at home. Brighton away. Villa at home. Spurs away. If Rogers stays, I, I I've gone for one point out of all of those games. Um, if Rogers, because I think Man United will, will be be You know, as bad as the situation they're in. I think they'll be looking at Leicester and going, ah, "This is actually a game that you know we we, we can uh, we can get back on." Oops, I've gone I'm coming back hang on hang on don't know what's happening here there we go right
3: there, there Chris <laughs>
1: Look, see. but you, you've got um yeah you, you've got the same point obviously. you've got the same whether we've got a temporary manager whether we've still got Rogers in we are still not you know there's five games that I don't think we're going to get a lot from anyway and then we've got an international break yeah um please 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 nobody say sean dyche let's go through these the fact that um del boy how the devil are you sir what's the crack um i don't know why i say that he always says it so i don't i don't even know what it means story (laughs) it is this is the irish people you know what it's like they're like the welsh you know the funny lot
3: (laughs) in a good way i'm hoping
1: yeah, I'm saying nothing. I'm moving on. Um, but no, Daesh, <clears throat> excuse me, years ago, he kept getting linked with us. But now, I mean, look, look how his Burnley side was playing. You know, you don't go for a manager that's just kept the side up very, you know, by the skin of the teeth and then uh, even got them relegated because they were down, you know, whether he stayed or not. So Daesh is a no, absolutely not at all. Alla Dice.
3: <laughs> I, I would, if if I was a Leicester fan, I'd prefer Deutsch over Allardyce. If I'm honest,
1: I wouldn't have either of them.
3: No, I wouldn't have either. It's, it's like, yeah.
1: It's a, if, I, if I had to have one,
3: it would have to be Dutch
1: I know I'd have to go Allardyce to be honest with you over Deutsch. but it's like, mm. it, it's like, do I would I sooner get eaten by a shark or a piranha? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's one of those. Mm. Um so certainly, certainly, please Potch, no sorry, Aladice Deutsch Deich. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no,
3: no 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 Just no. You'd be in a better situation if you kept Brendan than getting
1: either one of those in. I won't be honest with you, we will not be any worse off, no. Um so let's have a look at the, the others that have been sort of the link. Graham Potter, everybody was blowing smoke up his arse. In fairness, he had a good season last season. They dropped off. They dropped off and they were bottom of the form table at one point. But, he, you know, he turned it round. So yeah. I, wasn't, I can't see him leaving Brighton at the moment. No. Because I think he's looking at Brighton, like Brendan at Leicester. I think he's looking at Brighton as a project.
3: And yeah, I think there's there is definitely more room for improvement at Brighton. I'm not saying you know win the league, but I think they could definitely get into a European place. They've yeah. got the ability to do that. I thought
1: they were going to yesterday oh, yeah, sorry yesterday last year. Yeah, um, they were fourth at the moment. Um, yeah, they were yeah. fourth this
3: time last season as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and as I say, they dropped off. But yeah, of course, the other, the other one of the other two is Ralph Huth at um, Southampton. I wouldn't be a hundred percent against that because I think um well look at his tactics yesterday. You know, he sat there and knew, uh, well, we've gone one nil down, but we can still win this. He has yeah, well, had a plan B.
3: I said this for a long time that Ralph needs to get out of Southampton as soon as yes. possible. Um yeah. I think if he moves to Leicester, it will be brilliant for all parties, it'll be brilliant for for obviously himself making that upgrade, brilliant yeah. for Leicester. I think actually, you know, indirectly, I think it may work out nice for Southampton because they can try and rebuild with a with a new manager that maybe wants to to use these sort of younger British players, which Ralph doesn't seem to. I think a lot of those signings that Southampton make are not on the manager. I think a lot of them are on the board, Um, and I think well, last season or or this season, apparently the players weren't playing for Ralph. So you know, if if that is the case, I think. He would be a good suit for Leicester.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody's Anthony. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ignore you, Anthony, from now on. He said, "What about Ollie?"
3: I. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I don't normally back you. Back you or your teams, but please don't take Ollie. You will make the worst mistake of your bloody life.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I like. Well, I liked well, him, but he was, only, he was only ever a temporary manager. I'm sorry, you know. But look what they've done since, you know. The other one, of course, is Steve Cooper at Nottingham Forest. Um, a mm. good manager, yes, he's got them promoted. He had a little bit of help from uh, Mr. VAR in the playoff um, final against Huddersfield. Um, again, I don't think he'll leave. He'll leave Knots Forest. Why would he leave Knots Forest? They are doing well. Um, so, you yeah, know, why why would he go there? I think, I think if there
3: wasn't a rivalry, I think he would do it. If I'm honest, I think he would. If if Leicester came to him and, and put a, a plan or a structure in place in front of him and said, "Look, if you if you join us, we'll give you, um, you know, the freedom to sell or buy who you want. You can have a lot more money here than you'll have at Forest, probably. Uh, I know, obviously, Forest has spent a lot of money, but you know, in the long term, Forest got that obviously from the the playoff win." Um obviously that's the biggest um biggest uh, the most expensive game in football, the championship Playoff yeah. final. Um and yeah, I think he would jump to Leicester if Forest Leicester wasn't uh, a rivalry, but
1: I don't think he would. I don't think he is um how can I say just, I, I I don't think he would jump he would jump from Forest to Leicester, Forest to Brighton. He would go from a Forest to a Arsenal or something like that because of the, you know the clubs and what have you. Yeah. But You know, not at the moment because, like I say, I think he wants to see how far he can take this Forest side.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. Fair to yeah. him.
3: Look, he came in when Forest were twenty fourth in the Championship. He's got them promoted. You you couldn't even blame him for wanting to continue this project that mm-hmm. Forest knew. It's yeah. remarkable what he's done.
1: Two things before I, I say who I think. Um, two headlines on the Sky Leicester page. Rogers on potential Leicester exit. I don't know what will happen. You do know what will. I know what should happen. Rogers, make sure it's you that exits. Then we'll all be happy. Well, I will be anyway. <laughs> so um, a lot of Leicester
3: fans, by the looks of it, Chris. Yeah, exactly.
1: What? And Saints. Well, uh, it not that. As I said earlier, we knew we could turn it around. Anthony's just said Benitez, um yeah, he's. I think Benitez is
3: destined to take the Newcastle job in a few seasons' time. I think.
1: I don't think he'll go. Well, it is for me, managers have their expiry dates. You know, it's mm. like Daesh. His type of football, which was good five years ago, isn't now. You know, and same you can say Jose the same Mourinho. Mourinho. Jose. with Mourinho. Exactly. Yeah. So. It, it, it is, it, I think, you know, the game moves on and you can't do what Mourinho would do, which is go in and throw cups of tea like Fergie did and what have you, you know. It, it does move on. Potuccino, I'd love him if he would come. Whether he would come is the big question. Whether he would see Leicester as a big enough rival, a big enough team for him. Not a challenge, because the challenge is there. The, the structure is there at Leicester. And when a manager comes in, whatever happens this season, if he wants to come in, he can blame what Rodgers has left him. So in a way, he gets the season's grace. Yeah, you get. Doesn't you um, it? That's a barrier. Yeah. Would he win us the Premier League? No. But when I when we took on Rod took on Ranieri, I actually used to write, and I say this all the time, but I used to write for the Metro. and I've still got the link, if nobody believes me. I used to write for the Metro, and I said. I was actually pleased that Ranieri was coming. Yes, he'd never won a league anywhere, but he consistently got teams to second, third, you know, in the top four all the time. And if he did that for Leicester, I'd be happy. And it's the same with Poch. If he comes in and gets us into a makes us into a a regular top six, seven, eight side on a regular basis, maybe six one season, fifth if somebody drops, and then seventh, then back to sixth, that doing that regular, I would be happy. As a Leicester fan, yeah, I, mean, I think Poch could do that. I mean, you know, yes, all right, he didn't win the title at PSG when PSG really should, you know, it's like Celtic, you know, you <laughs> should be winning it. He redeemed uh, himself
3: the season after, didn't he, by winning it the season after just to, yeah. redeem himself and get him, yeah,
1: and he won a cup over there, etc. He is, he is a good manager. Uh, I would, I would love him, and I think he would see this. He would see the challenge and the unfinished business. Like that's what Rodgers came to Leicester because he said he had unfinished business uh, in the Premier League. Yeah. So, like you said, and you made a very good point that so does Potachino. I just worry. I think. I think it's the unfinished business. I think he would see us as a good project and a good challenge. I just don't know whether he would see us as a big enough club.
3: Well, let's be honest. Uh, you went to Tottenham, and you've won more Premier League titles than Tottenham. So,
1: yes, but in fairness, you yeah. know, over yeah. over the big scheme of things, you know, if you look at where Tottenham, you know, if take all, the, if take an average position, then Tottenham are going to be higher. Than yeah, all. yeah, I agree with what you're saying. On but that. Then again, he, he could also be in the the camp,
3: which I don't think a lot of people would think about. He actually was the Tottenham manager that lost the the league to Leicester. So he might be thinking, I want to, you know, they they may be top
1: there. And he got Tottenham to a Champions League final.
3: On no money as well. Didn't spend any money.
1: Uh, He he (laughs) had a transfer window where he couldn't spend any money as well. That's what I mean. Um, My only worry is, would he be uh, another Ancelotti at Everton? Do you know what?
3: I would have said yes, but now I would say no. And the reason I'd say no is because of what happened at PSG. He, he was at Tottenham, then got sacked by Levy. Went to uh, went to PSG. I think the only reason why he went there is because he was an ex-player of of PSG. I don't think they would have potentially gave him the job based off his Tottenham career. Cause he didn't win anything with Tottenham. Yeah, um, but he was he was building Tottenham year upon year upon year. Um, so yeah, I think I don't think he would. Obviously, if he got you know a, a Barcelona job, which is you know, it's it his own team. Maybe it might go, but if he just got a, a an offer that's bigger than Leicester, I think you ninety nine percent of the time he would reject it.
1: And I think if he if he came, I mean, I don't expect if Rodgers kept on winning things and kept on getting us into Europe, he would be uh, poached. Let's be honest with you; he was being linked with everybody in the dog before. He was linked to Manchester United previously, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I get I get all that. I get all that totally, but not as quick as Ancelotti did it.
3: <laughs> I mean? the, way, the way that Ancelotti done it, as well, I think, gets not, doesn't get talked about loudly enough. The, the way he was basically like, "Well, I'm going to Real Madrid. Good luck, Everton." It was like yeah. wow, sort of thing, yeah. That was. Yet,
1: he'd only been there. Well, I, you know, the paint wasn't even dry on his parking spot, was it? You know, so uh... At least he didn't do a
3: Mourinho and sleep in a hotel.
1: <laughs> now, I know you're not as big a Man United supporter as you were, and I know you want to concentrate mainly on, on Newport, which is your yeah. home team, and good luck to Newport this season. But when you look at Man United, yeah well, and you are still a Man United fan, let's be honest with you. Um
3: I still want us to beat Liverpool tomorrow. Even yeah. though it- not going to happen, but
1: <laughs> well, yes, yeah. You don't know in this in this mad world of uh... well, this weekend of football, Newcastle drawing three three with uh, with Man City. Well, we're five minutes, is that a final score now? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, we're into ninety seven minutes. It's not showing it. Well, it might be. Come on, I'll get a point from a prediction league gives it's a draw. Come well, on, I said 4
3: one Man City. So that's not gone well.
1: No, um, but. When you look at Man United and when you look at Leicester, who's in more? Who would you say is the bigger club in a mess? Oh. Hang on a second. Let me just hang on. Just while you're thinking, let me know when you're
3: ready, please. Oh, I knew he was going to say that. I, 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 you I just was just taking gonna... your
1: time so long, I thought we would play some crickets for I thought you. He was
3: for a stat or something like that. No, Man
1: United are in a worse state, I think, or worse state. I would say so, in, in fairness to yeah. I think You know, you you do, you wouldn't, as I say, you wouldn't have expected any of the bottom three to be. Oh, it's full time. Well done, Newcastle. Well done, Newcastle. I've got my point. So something to celebrate again, Chris. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about Leicester losing. Newcastle have <laughs> got a point. <laughs> <laughs> in prediction team, <laughs>
3: um
1: yeah I think I think Man United are oh, you, you, you you're quite right but I still see them going and beating Leicester that's the problem yeah. Anthony says Bielsa no as he's another stubborn one that won't change his style look at Leeds um we want somebody who, who actually understands what plan B is or even has a decent plan A to be honest with you at the moment but and uh, you need
3: you need someone that can I think Managers don't do this enough. Research the club before they go in there, because I've seen a few managers go into a job blind and then they get sacked after two, three months because they're like, Ten "Oh,
1: Ten Hag, possibly." No,
3: definitely not. Well, I don't I
1: think he expected it to be this bad, though, did he?
3: Definitely not. The silence he, he's bringing in are decent, though. To be fair, yeah, yeah
1: he, he, fair. They're you not going to finish down there. We know that. Mike, thank well, you so much yeah. for coming <laughs> on. Um, uh I think Anthony's just saying every manager he can think he can think a name up. Of. I think he, he, he says Dango, <laughs> isn't he dead? I not mean he must be not so far off. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Where can people find you?
3: Uh Mike Green on YouTube. I will be doing a um League Two roundup stream at about ten, fifteen minutes. So Please go check that out. And I'm also on a Portsmouth fan channel who's got 10K subscribers. They messaged me uh, to do a little preview ahead of Newport's game against Portsmouth on Tuesday night. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, Portsmouth's not too far from you, Chris, on the. the it is not.
1: It is say, not. It's, it's further than Southampton yeah. or Bournemouth. Um,
3: yeah, Mike Green on YouTube. Um, yeah, but subscribe to Chris as well
1: yeah brilliant thank you i will it's not in because obviously i have not planned you on coming in but i will add your link in to your youtube channel uh afterwards on the youtube description below yeah absolutely fine thank you for coming on mike um i can't laugh at you because you're not a total 100 percent man united fan but i can have a little snigger <laughs> you've you can... got actually one at the weekend so you can't even have a laugh at that <laughs> No, no, this is it. I can never, I can never laugh at Newport until we meet you in the cup again and you beat us.
3: Yeah, yeah, very. True.
1: <laughs> anyway,
3: Chris.
1: No, all I can say about Man United, <laughs> 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 and it was a Man United fan that was laughing. Yeah, Thanks very so much, mate. Good luck on your pod. I'll try and pop on if I can uh, and watch it. Uh, if not, I'll watch it on Catch Up. Take care. Thanks for coming on and uh, see you later. You're
3: very welcome. Stay safe. Thank
1: you, Bye. Mike. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks to Mike for coming on. Uh, be sure to get over there and follow him, um, Mike Green, on YouTube. I will add his link in below. Um, could you, if you get a slight little minute, please do what these guys Hello, are asking. Matt Elliott Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys. Ian Hume here.
0: Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch...
1: Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV.
0: For all the latest Leicester City news
2: and information.
1: You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club.
2: Come on you foxes!
1: Please do subscribe if you haven't already. And if you have subscribed, please hit the like button. Uh, it does help with the algorithmics on YouTube, and at my age, I need all the help I can get with them. Thanks to Mike and thanks to Jack earlier as well. His link is below. Go support his channel. It's a new channel. He's set up, so let's give him some support and let's get him up and running. And um, and and give him show show him the love as a Leicester channel. I am back tomorrow night at seven o'clock uh, with the um, weekly preview. With the weekly preview show and then at nine o'clock after that with the prediction show stay tuned thank you very much and uh stay safe and remember what i always say don't do anything i wouldn't enjoy uh, that leaves you plenty of options goodbye thanks for watching lester till i die this is chris saying goodbye and see you next time
0: Better like to do cool or I'll be fine. Cool. I'm out of here. Oh, that's a wrap.
2: Some people are on the pitch. they figured Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, Participating restaurants 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.